ഹലമുദില്ലാഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹു
whom your favor is upon, not the path of those whom your anger is upon, nor the path of those who are astray. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the guidance. But the question is, what is the wisdom behind us constantly asking Allah for guidance when we have been guided to Islam? The ulama have mentioned that there are different categories of guidance. You have Hidayatul Irshad, you have Hidayatul Tawfiq, and you have Hidayatul Thabat. You have the Hidayatul Irshad, the guidance of direction, meaning being guided to know the truth. And then you have Hidayatul Tawfiq, which is the guidance of success, which means that a person is guided to accept the truth and follow the truth. And then lastly, Hidayatul Thabat, the guidance of being established upon the truth. So when we say in our prayers, and each we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to direct us towards that which is correct. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the success to accept that which is correct. And we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our feet firm upon that which is correct until we die. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded, And worship your Lord until the certainty comes to you. And certainty here means death. So we are commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship him until death. And this is the guidance of being established upon the truth. When speaking about raising children in America or in the lands of the non-Muslims, these are three matters we must keep in mind. We must know the truth, we must follow the truth, and we must remain firm and consistent upon the truth. So when we talk about this topic of raising children here. In order to be successful in raising our children here upon Al-Islam, first and foremost, we must seek the help and the aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without the aid of Allah, there is no success. Without the tawfiq from Allah, there is no success. So all matters of success return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one must not think that he or she has all the answers as the parent, and then they ignore the teachings of Al-Islam as it relates to the cultivation of the children.
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, إِنَّ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ يَهْدِي لِلَّتِي هِيَ أَقْوَانِ That indeed this Qur'an, it guides to that which is more upright. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned in Khutbah al-Hajjah, أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ حَجُّ مُحَمِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ As to what follows, indeed the most truthful speech is the Book of Allah, the best guidance, the guidance of Muhammad صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ So the Qur'an and the Sunnah are the sources of guidance. So when we want to raise our children correctly in a manner that is pleasing to Allah, in a manner that is successful, first and foremost, we have to be knowledgeable of what brings about success. And we find this mentioned in the book of our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and in the sunnah of our messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is the correct way. This is the foundation. Never should we put secular knowledge over the knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah. Our children becoming engineers, our children becoming doctors in medicine, our children successful as it relates to the worldly affairs doesn't guarantee success according to the Quran and the Sunnah. It doesn't guarantee success in the hereafter when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The secular knowledge benefits in the worldly affairs. But it is the knowledge of the Qur'an and the knowledge of the Sunnah that brings about success in both lives or in both worlds. In this world as well as in the hereafter. But unfortunately we find that some of the Muslims, they give precedence to the secular knowledge over the knowledge of the deen. And there is no great concern for the knowledge of the deen. And this is one of the reasons why our children fail as being practicing Muslims. Because we as the parents have not put emphasis on learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this being the basis. This doesn't mean we don't encourage our children to learn the secular knowledge and the worldly knowledge. Yes, we encourage with that, but not at the expense of the knowledge of the deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, la tuqaddimu bayna yadayi lahi wa rasooli. All you who believe, do not put yourselves before Allah and his messenger. Now although the verse pertains to a person putting his speech before Allah 
putting his speech before the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam the verse also includes putting one's ideologies or ideologies before the quran and the sunnah putting a methodology before the quran and the sunnah putting anything before the quran and the sunnah nothing is to be given precedence over the words of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The greatest priority in the life of the Muslim is to worship Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone, following the teachings and the example of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Everything else is secondary. So this has to be the foundation. This has to be the understanding of every Muslim, the mentality of every Muslim. That the most important aspect of life is practicing Islam. With learning the deen, comes implementation knowledge is not to be learned just for the purpose of learning without there being practice no and likewise there is to be no practice without knowledge and this goes back to the that which we recite at least 17 times a day because we ask Allah to guide us to the path of those whom his favor is upon and not the path of those whom his anger is upon and those who are astray. Who are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the Quran by way of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What are you asking from here? Has mentioned وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقا Whoever obeys Allah and the messenger those are the ones whom are with those whom Allah has favored so now Allah explains who are those whom he has favored so when we say ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem sirat al-ladina an'amta alayhim we have to think about the categories of people mentioned in this other verse in surah al-nisa verse number 69 so those are the ones whom are with those whom allah has favored from the prophets the truthful the martyrs and the righteous and how beautiful and good those individuals are for companionship 
When we look at the lives or read the stories of the prophets and read the stories and the, about the lives of the truthful and the martyrs and the righteous, what they have in common is that they are individuals who knew Allah and learned about Allah and they practice what they knew. So when we speak about raising children here in the West, here in America or any other non-Muslim land, there has to be the implementation of the Islamic knowledge. And we as parents, we have to lead by example. We can't quote to our children Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqeen Oh you who believe fear Allah and be with the truthful but then our children they see that we are not true the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alaykum bis sidq fa inna sidq yahdi ila albir wa inna albir yahdi ila nar afwan a'udhu billah min thalik alaykum bis sidq fa inna sidq yahdi ila albir wa inna albir yahdi ila aljanna wa iyaakum wal kadhb fa inna alkadhb yahdi ila alfujur wa inna alfujur yahdi ila nar naam we can't quote to the children the statement of the Prophet وسلم, upon you as being truthful for indeed truthfulness it leads to righteousness and indeed righteousness leads to the paradise and I made a mistake, it was a slip of the tongue I said to the fire but indeed righteousness it leads to the paradise and be aware of lying for indeed lying leads to corruption and indeed corruption leads to the hellfire. We can't quote this narration to our children and expect for them to be truthful and to leave off lying when our affair is the opposite. We abandon truthfulness and we indulge in lying. We have to lead by example. And this is the way of the prophets and the messengers and the truthful and the martyrs and the righteous. They were examples of goodness. They were practitioners of that which they knew about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his deen. So we find one of the reasons for failure in the Muslim families in the West, in America, Europe, and other, other lands in the lands that are not Muslims is due to the lack of practice from the parents because the children when they see the parents being negligent they follow suit and what did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say ya ayyuhal ladina amanu ku anfusakum wa ahlikum nara all you who believe save yourselves and your family from a fire قال علي ابن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه علموهم وأدبوهم علي رضي الله عنه he quoted or he explained or commented on the statement of save yourselves and your families from a fire he said teach them and discipline them 
when we teach teaching is not just teaching by saying what Allah said and saying that the Prophet said teaching is also teaching by example and we find this in the life example of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he used to teach not only by word not only by speech but also by actions the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he led by example and this is why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions in the Quran لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ that indeed you have for you in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. And what did Allah say about the Prophet's character? And indeed, you, meaning you, O Muhammad, وسلم, you are upon exalted character. So there must be implementation of the, the knowledge, there must be teaching by way of example. There must be disciplining with the disciplines of Al-Islam. Using hikmah, using the wisdom when teaching our children. And whenever we have to discipline our children, we discipline them in the correct manner that is free from extremism and free from negligence. The last point is being established being firmly grounded upon the guidance as was quoted earlier and worship your Lord until certainty comes to you a command from Allah to the Prophet Muhammad and every command to the Prophet is a command to his ummah unless there is a proof that the command is specifically for the Prophet so we are commanded to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the certainty comes meaning until the death comes which is an indication of remaining firm upon the practice of al-islam how often do we hear the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati wa la tanutunna illa wa antum muslimun all you who believe, fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with, and do not die unless you are Muslims. How often have we heard the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Indeed, the servant is resurrected upon what he died on. How often have we heard the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Indeed, actions are based upon how they end. How often have we heard the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Man kana akhiru kalamihi la ilaha illallah dakhal al-jannah. That whoever's last statement in life is la ilaha illallah, the person will enter into paradise. All of these narrations, the verse from the Book of Allah, are indications of the importance of remaining firm in one's practice of Islam, that we don't play around with the deen. We don't play around with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, we take the deen seriously. For Islam 
is not a joke. Islam is not a joke. There is a statement from Imam Malik. Rahimahullah Ta'ala which entailed a great piece of advice that he gave to one of his his esteemed students Abdullah ibn Maslama al-Ka'nabi qala al-Imam Malik rahimahullah mahma ta'alabta bi shay fala tal'abanna bi dinik mahma ta'alabta bi shay fala tal'abanna bi dinik no matter what you play with in life, don't ever play with your religion. Don't ever play with your religion. Do not take the deen of Allah as a means of sport and play. Sometimes you want to practice, sometimes you don't want to practice. Islam is a lifetime occupation. For the Muslim. And this is what we must instill in our children. But first and foremost, starting with ourselves, as Allah says, save yourself. Save yourselves and your family. So you start with yourself. You have to take Islam serious and show your children and be an example to your children that Islam is something to be taken seriously. But if you play around with the deen and show that you do not take Islam seriously, what do you expect from your child? Our children, in many cases, they are products of the environment. I can't hear. There is no child except the child is born upon the natural disposition. And then it's the two parents that turn the child into a Jew. Or turn the child into a Christian. Or turn the child into a fire worshiper. Or turn the child into an idol worshiper. Assalamualaikum, Sheikh. Waalaikumsalam. Inshallah, you have uh, two minutes, Inshallah. Labat. Barakallah. I'm done after this narration. Barakallah. Barakallah. So the shahid or the point from the narration, the negative effect that the parents have upon the child when the parents are not upon uprightness and guidance and likewise muslim parents can be the cause of their children becoming criminals so it is a must that we stay far away from being bad examples for our children and that we be the best examples for them and with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the success وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب